You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that is literally drowning in news this week. Help us, we're dying. Help, blub, blub, blub. <laughs> club, club. I'm Cody, and I'm, I'll be your captain. I'm Sam, <laughs> and I am good at the backstroke. I'm Josh, <laughs> and I'm Josh, and my feet don't touch the ground. <laughs> Samantha, stay out of the dark water. <laughs> Watch out for that glass shark. <laughs> we have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for coming back from our hiatus week, our, our encore presentation from last week. And keeping strong through that very weird opening we yeah. just did. Oh, yeah. We're powering through. But, uh, yeah, so we came back with news from San Diego Comic-Con. That was last weekend. Uh, we so have much news. So much news. In fact, we're going to skip the check them outs section of the show and just dive into a full news just a full news show yep skip right past the self-indulgent portion of the show straight into the hot steaming news that's right all right so let's go ahead and jump into uh some of this news and uh you know what let's start with the uh star trek picard stuff yep so cbs released a new trailer for the limited or jumpstart series whatever it's going to be for picard Mm -hmm. a Post Star Trek Nemesis Prime Timeline Star Trek show starring Sir Patrick Stewart back as Picard it takes pl- uh, we don't know like twenty years after I would say yeah probably because he least. says something about like two decades yada yada mm-hmm. I haven't watched Nemesis in a really long time so I don't remember yeah. a lot of the things however many years passed since that came out right <laughs> you're probably right he's aged yeah. in real time because he's aged in real time it, it, yeah exactly <laughs> to be fair he's looked the same for almost like. 30-something years. This is true. That is very true. So anyway, so Picard, new trailer. A couple of surprises in that trailer. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. A lot of callbacks, a lot of cool stuff from that. Definitely. Um, yeah. I look forward to actually watching the show, and because Next Generation being like that era of Star Trek being like my Star Trek home, mm-hmm. I'm definitely excited about the show. Mm-hmm. We got Data back. Oh, that was a... Yeah, Brent the, Spriner and his weird, like... Totally made up rubber face. Yeah, yeah, like they applied a lot of makeup to make him look not so kind of old. And he's gained weight over the years since his time as Commander he's, Data. Uh, yeah, yes, but but uh, yeah, he's back. Well, um, they like they like pull out a drawer and he's like in pieces parts. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's a pretty cool effect. And those contacts are still creepy. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there's another shot where he's playing cards with Picard, and I. I have a, I have a kind They're of a theory about that. Picards. They're playing Picards, yes. <laughs> uh, but no, I kind of have a theory because he mentions, you know, he doesn't want the game to end. I think Picard is in some kind of hollow deck, and he is like booted up like poker.exe with like hologram yeah. data. Poker and he knows, with data.exe. <laughs> yeah, and he knows that if he beats, if he plays the game and actually beats, well, then I the mean, there were hologram f- is going to disappear or something. There were a few episodes where data and them do play cards in the show. Yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it was definitely a pastime of theirs. Sure. We have Seven of Nine. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was wild. I was, like, not expecting yeah. that. Yeah. She's not even from Next Gen. I She's was going to say, Voyager. yeah, she doesn't really know Picard, right? Well, I'm sure everybody, everybody in Federation knows, everybody knows, knows Picard. Everybody knows Picard yeah, at this true. point in time. Yeah, good point. I mean, good it point. also, especially her being ex-Borg, she's definitely going to know who Picard is. Yeah. yeah. And this, speaking of which, this heavily, heavily has to do with the Borg. Yep. Well, you do see a Borg cube either being built 
or decommissioned or recommissioned. I think the um, um, Romulans weird stranger uh, that like the girl. the girl that Picard is trying to help. I think she is like next generation Borg. So like kind of like dot like 2.0. So <laughs> kind of like next generation Cylons from like Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. yeah I think that's what's going on. Next like generation. Sleeper- next generation. Yeah. Borg. Yeah. <laughs> but I like a sleeper agent Borg or something like that. I Or maybe the Borg are evolving. Yeah. Being less be. space zombie locust. I'm going to have mm-hmm. to watch Nemesis, aren't I? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Though the Nemesis was really Romulan heavy. It was, re- yeah, it was very Romulan with some cloning stuff. Mm-hmm. Not that that was foreign to the to the Romulans because yeah. they did bring back Tasha Yar, sorta. But I'm excited for it. Oh yeah, same here. Yeah. Um, um, there are a bunch of new characters who we don't know who they are yet. Mm-hmm. I think that this is going to be a jumping off point after the limited run of Picard. I have a feeling that it's a backdoor pilot for a new series because Discovery's not doing it. For CBS, and this is kind of a back to basics. I hope it's a back to basics. I mean, it does look like it might have some action. There are some darker scenes. That is kind of the only thing I'm concerned with. Yeah. There's action. <laughs> I mean, as, mu- as much as that might like excite some people, Star Trek was never really about the action. It's no. not. When we did get it, it was, it was cool. It was interesting. But that's not why, especially, at least not for me anyway. I can't speak for anybody else, but... For me, that's not why I watched Star Trek. The action was in service to the greater philosophical yes. questions that the show asked. Yeah. The action in the in this trailer is very reminiscent of the J, J, the J.J. Abrams. Some of the J. space J. scenes J. J. did Abrams. look like that, yes, uh-huh. so which that made is, me a little nervous. I am a little concerned about that. Yeah. So Okay, so um, we have to move on from this, but yes. last thing. If you guys had to pick one character from a previous Star Trek to show up as a guest in one episode, who would it be? Worf. Worf? Okay. You didn't even have to think about that. Worf's my favorite character. <laughs> I love the Klingons as a whole. I'm, I'm kind of mm-hmm. wired that way. Sure. No, that makes sense. You know, Vikings and st- whatnot. Yeah. Janeway did pop up in a movie as an admiral. That's true. Janeway did pop up. Janeway would be pretty great. That was my pick was Janeway. Oh. I almost thought she was going to be the person that Picard was talking to in mm-hmm. the office. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's that chef guy? I can't remember his name. Neelix? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get some Neelix. Yeah. yeah, it would have been good. <laughs> yeah. Tuvok. Tuvok is also good. Get Tuvix in there. The weird <laughs> oh, teleporter I malfunction. I remember that one. Yeah. 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 Voyager's a really good show. It is it a is. very good show. I, I like Voyager a lot. But I almost feel like they'd have to pull somebody from like maybe DS9 since we have... Scott Bayo from uh, Enterprise. No. That's who was on that, uh, right? Scott Bayo? Scott Bayo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, not Scott Bayo. Um, Bacula. Scott Bacula. 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 I mean, technically, that takes place before Kirk. That's so, true. Yeah. He'd probably be dead. Hey, it's Star Trek. Time travel. This is true. Yeah. Like I said, they've, they've, already got, they've already got Seven of Nine. It's a show about Picard. They could probably just get a DS9 character. Maybe Cisco or, I mean, He Worf could come te- in and sing the thong song. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Oh, that was good. <laughs> uh, you, you got me. I, as much as I do not care for Will Wheaton, it would be nice to see Wesley Crusher show back up. If nothing else, to see to what happened him. to him. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> he hates that phrase, by the way. Oh, he does? Oh, yeah. He oh. It actually kind of triggers like his... Oh, well, that's why he really? left Twitter, because he's a big baby, and somebody told, he's tired of people telling him to shut up. But no, uh, in... It might have been Nemesis, where Riker and Troy get married, and he gets his own ship. Oh, yeah. 
I could see that being a plot point. Yeah, you know what? Like Riker's, maybe Riker showing up with Riker's his ship. Riker's probably the better answer. And you know what? He probably will because chances are he's probably going to direct a couple episodes of this because Ry- Franks is a... Jonathan Franks, yeah, yeah. He's as much a director now as he is a... Probably more so. Yeah. You're yeah. right. It's true. It's true. It's correct. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. No, we made that up. <laughs> we made that up. Uh, uh, all right. So hey, hey, remember when he was on Gargoyles? Oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot of Star Trek on Gargoyles. There really is. Yeah. But, okay, we got we got to go going. We got to keep moving. Got to keep moving. Do we, though? We got plenty of time. We got <laughs> There was, actually a little, there was a little more Star Trek news. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, we forgot about this the other half Star of the... Trek. Yeah, um, so they also showcased a at least some stills, from my understand, and I think the cast did talk a little uh, at a panel mm-hmm. of the an animated series called Lower Decks. Animated comedy series. Yeah. Which takes place in the post-Nemesis Next Generation timeline. It does? Uh, that's what I read. Not right? not on the Enterprise, but yeah, on, not its, on the on Enterprise, a on, on a different ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... It, it looks fun. It does. They're kind of chomping at the Orville style a little bit. It's Which like, is fine. It's like they saw the Orville and went, oh. That's what we should be doing. That's funny. And also, it looks Star kind Trek. of like <laughs> it's Star Trek. Star Trek, Family Guy, the Orville mashed together. Yeah. With a, like, you know, with the, with an art style that's kind of been going around a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like a, a, a. It's like that What's Up Scooby Doo? Or what's it? What's it called? Yes, be cool. Be cool. That that looks like no. It's better looking than that. Well, yeah. It's not. That's the thing I like about it is it's at least doesn't look ugly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Almost every adult animated uh, series looks ugly as sin. I don't know why this is, (laughs) but this actually doesn't look ugly. Watch Inner Space. I think you'd really like it. Or Final Space. It's Final Space. Yeah. I have watched uh, Inner probably Space is a different. That's a yeah. movie. That's a, yeah. <laughs> I've a watched about half thing. of it. It is pretty good. I like that show. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and this is very reminiscent of that. It yeah, was like art visually. Art, yeah, yeah, visually. Yeah, and also the fact that it is a Star Trek animated series, and one of the cat aliens shows up. So that's cool because that is from the original from animated the original series. animated series, which is terrible. Oh, it's. Uh, there's some good gifts, but the it's a anima- bad show. The animation is terrible, but the writing... It's the written, writing is Star Trek. Yeah, it's written by all the same people that wrote the original series, more mm-hmm. or less. And <laughs> It's just a shame that Filmation did Had the rest it. of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it were Hanna-Barbera, that show would have lasted like four or five more seasons, I think. Yeah. Or at least a couple. And would have looked worse in a different way entirely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There would be a lot of them like running through the decks with like a looped background. Yeah, and there would have been an animal sidekick character. Mm-hmm. That... A tiny talking animal. Yeah. I don't know. Would've... They did have the alien cat girl. No, this would have been like a dog. Like a Scooby-Doo. Like a Scooby-Doo. Or or, or, a, or a snarf. Or it would have been like Star Trek meets the schmoo. <laughs> they would have had a, a inexplicably talking Tribble. Yeah. Um... A Tribble buddy with a face. Or a Revolutionary War ghost with a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Funky Phantom is so weird. (laughs) So anyway, this show uh, looks like a lighter take on Star Trek. Yes. It looks cool. It looks interesting. One of of the characters has like a cybernetic implant that he's not used to. And that's like his character. That's going to be like his character thing going on. And Mm -hmm. the only thing that troubles me is that they'll go to robot chicken with it. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, We don't know enough. there's not even a trailer for it, so yeah. I don't, it's hard to really say what's going on with yeah, it. Yeah, it's hard to grok the tone of it. Yeah, the only, the as long as the series has like an overarching like season like storyline, if it's not just an episodic, you know, joke of the week kind of thing, 
if it actually has like a, a point, you know, a point like by the beginning from beginning to end of the season, there's like something happens. If it's sci-fi first comedy second, hey, that's what I've kind yeah. of, but not, not even like second, like comedy adjacent sci-fi. Yes. I don't know what I'm yeah. trying to say, but I mean, even Star Trek had joke, like even like regular Star Trek has jokes in it. They're not good, but it depends. <laughs> it depends. Are you kidding when Spock got hit with the alien spores and smacked Kirk around? That's hilarious. <laughs> or, or or when Kirk uh, gets split between his two halves mm-hmm. in the teleporter. And oh, you yeah. had like evil or aggressive Kirk and passive Kirk. Mm-hmm. When he's Usually, going full Shatner ham. <laughs> when Star Trek is tries to be funny, it's like the broadest version of comedy you can imagine. Yeah, that's true. And mostly it was like at data's expense. <laughs> Usually, <laughs> yes. But anyway... I, I like the look of it. I like the design. I like all the character designs. All the characters look different. Mm-hmm. Like they're not just all like basically interchangeable heads. Yeah. Also, uh, that's not Rick and Morty it either. That's that's another way. That's another it could thing. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We got a. <laughs> yeah. We, so there's there's actually adjacently, we talked about the Orville. Yes. That got picked up for a third season. Excellent. On Hulu instead of Fox, which is yeah, weird. it's going to be exclusively on Hulu. That's fine. They probably get more watchers on Hulu. Than I they think do most people else. are watching it on Hulu. Yeah, that's yeah. where we watch it. So that's fine. I'm I'm so, cool yeah, with that. I'm glad it got. I hope it gets another one after that. Me too. Yeah, it avoids the Fox curse. Yeah. Yeah. That would be I great. Mean, it did get a second season. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> okay. So Kevin Smith has seen and heard things about Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah, he said. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. He said something about how the final scene is going to melt your mind. Actual quote, because it sounds like Kevin Smith said something. So now, how high was he when he saw it? See, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, these days, probably at least a little. I mean, he has always been a little. Weight. He lost like 100 pounds. Oh, yeah. yeah he, he's lost a lot of weight. He's, 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 almost, he's almost unrecognizable. He almost yeah. died. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is true. He did have a huge heart attack. Yep. Anyway, yeah. So this is pure speculation. What do you guys think the big thing is? Man. Because I have a theory. I really hope it's not Ray's parentage because I like her being somebody who's not tied to the bloodline. Agreed. See, so he's talking about. Okay, so here's my thing he's talking about the final scene of episode nine. This is supposed to wrap up the Skywalker story, which means a whole section of Star Wars universe, like the important, like the interesting part of Star Wars universe. You mean all of it? Yeah, is going to wrap up. What hasn't Star Wars done? Time travel. No. What if, what if, this is the dumbest answer and I hate it, but what if episode nine ends with some kind of time travel shenanigans that changes things in the previous ones so they they can continue to tell stories about the adventures of young Luke, young Han, young Leia, young Darth Vader bringing Vader back. Time travel. You what might if be on to something? What that if they could be that, what if so in the trailers there's a lot of shots of them like a, a big part of the story is they're going to have to go back to the second Death Star that's crash landed on I'm a guessing planet. a planet. I'm guessing whatever planet Endor was the moon of. That is my assumption. What if the power core in there is, what if things like take a turn for the worst and someone goes, if you mix enough midichlorians with the power source. They won't say that word. Well, they won't, but like, (laughs) but you know what I mean? You mix the force with enough force power with like force power. The, (laughs) yeah, it's a seven force power engine. (laughs) (laughs) But like mix the, that with the like new a, Ford Super Hemi with 
400 force powers. <laughs> uh, but mix that with like the engine of the, the Death Star and you can go back in time and fix like one mistake. And that one mistake makes a whole new line of Star Wars so that Disney can continue to crank out Star Wars things forever and ever. The they end. stop. They stop the vote to, for Palpatine become chancellor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is that is my theory. Because also, and that's how they bring Palpatine. That's back how they bring Palpatine it. back. Also, Avengers worked. Yeah, there is precedent for time travel stories being popular right now. God, I, mean, I hope. I, I mean, it is one of the few sci-fi tropes they haven't done. I hope they don't ever touch time travel in Star Wars. Same but... here, but. But it's it compil- makes compelling argument. It, it's what a if, compelling argument for Palpatine coming back. It makes more sense than them being like, oh, he wasn't dead. He's just a force ghost. Yeah. I mean, evil force ghosts are a thing in the, in the, in the, in the universe. Yeah. But like he's a red hologram instead of a blue hologram. You know, that's what they do. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. That's what all the games did. And it's going to, and there's going to be a climactic battle with, Evil red force ghost Palpatine, Palpatine versus good blue force ghost Luke because you know you gotta. And then Yoda <laughs> shows fights. back up. And then Yoda shows back up. And, and he then... starts up the human instrumentality project. <laughs> God. All right. So. Wow. Okay, we have gotten all of the references that 90% of our listeners won't <laughs> get out of the way. Let's move on to. Oh, you know what? Get the button ready. Oh no! Do, 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 do. It's Power Rangers time. So there were a couple of announcements. Some actually, a lot of toy announcements were, which were really cool. Oh man, they were so good. The Lightning series is looking excellent. Basically, Lightning is Hasbro's answer to the Legacy Collection, or the uh, Star Wars Black, Star Wars Black, or Marvel Legends, Marvel Legends. Yeah, that sort of thing. The next wave is coming out, which is great. But uh, as far as the show's concerned, the big news is there is going to be a giant crossover episode in the next season of. Uh, Beast Morphers, which will feature all three of the dinosaur-themed seasons. That yep. is original Mighty, Mighty Morphin, Morphin, Dino Thunder, yep. and Dino Charge. Yep. Uh, so that's a lot of Rangers all together. The other big thing is Austin St. John, the guy who played Jason the from Red. the original Red, is going to show back up his first time being back in like a, an official Power Ranger capacity. For a while. Well, I guess technically he was the voice of, he played himself in the uh, Battle for the Grid fighting game. Technically, yeah, but on television, I don't think that, last yeah. time. I don't think he's been. I don't think he's been on the show since it was gold. Since Forever Red, mm, right, right, right. Yeah. Do you think that Hasbro is willing to actually give him money as opposed to Saban, the cheapest man in the universe? I think they're going to give him money. I think that's part <laughs> of the reason why he's coming back. Uh, that's actually one of the reasons why you don't see a lot of Power Ranger uh, actors come back, and when you do, it's always the same ones over and over. Power Rangers for as you know culturally relevant as the show is it has always been non-union so any actor that gets their sag card are immediately knocked out of the running of ever coming back so rose mciver it's never coming back um she's too good for it anyway i also agree uh what's her name um from uh time force the pink ranger oh yeah jen yeah Um, yeah 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 she's she has she's a uh, an actual actress so she's not coming back so you see the same actors coming back that's why you see mega force yellow sierra hannah always come back she does nothing but conventions and power rangers (laughs) oh so like jason david frank 
And, and JDF. Well, of course, JDF. Mm. <laughs> the guild wouldn't have him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame them. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, which, which actually leads into the, the last Power Ranger thing. We're almost done. I promise. Give me two seconds. They did some comic announcements for it, including the newest run. I'll let it pass since it's comic related. Oh, thank you. Um, the newest <laughs> issue of the newest run of both the main book and the GoGo Power Rangers side book released this past Wednesday. And they are introducing a storyline explaining where Jason, Zach, and Trini went after season halfway through season two when they said they went to the Peace Conference and left the show because they were <laughs> because they were uh, fired from the show. Basically, run off the show. Uh, no, it's just straight up fired. They mm. asked, went in and asked for more money, and because they're non-union, they were fired. But mm. anyway, in the comics, they they're explained a uh, way that they're actually off-world on a se- super secret, like covert mission from Zordon, and have been giving new powers. Mm. They are the Omega Rangers. I mean, it kind of worked for for Kimberly's book. Yeah, I mean, that definitely got us the coolest looking Power Ranger costume ever. Mm-hmm. These designs are actually really, really good, too. During the break, I'll show you. They're, okay. they're excellent, and I can't wait for I, the story I did to see go. a really cool looking hardbound of the first run mm-hmm. uh, come out uh, yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah, and it's got like that really cool like helmet on the chest cover. Oh, yeah. Well, they do the, those a lot. Yeah. yeah, but this one's like a hardbound like collection. And that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, okay, Power Rangers done. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that was the lights being flipped on and off if you guys couldn't hear the, the clicks it's the power ranger light it's power ranger light okay you add a sound effect or something i should yeah <laughs> it should be like the sparking sound when they get hit <laughs> <laughs> let's see we have time for one more before the break do we want to talk about cats we gotta talk about it's real short and it's real quick there's a trailer for the movie version of Cats, and boy, is it weird. Oh, man, I hate <laughs> yeah, it. You know the Broadway show about the, about the alley cats? The, the, where they wear the costumes that they're kind of weird, but not completely off-putting? Well, now they're completely off-putting. Because they're really weird and CG. Weird CGI yeah. monstrosities. Oh, they're also tiny? Yeah, yeah that's that bothers right. me yeah. a lot, too, is mm-hmm. like they're cat size in the set, but they're also human proportions yeah it's not great <laughs> yeah there's like that one shot where she's sitting at the table behind the really big plate and she's got the yeah the big fork and the big oh, knife man, in her that's hands awful. there have been some good memes coming out of this like a bunch of pictures of uh sir ian mcclellan uh as his cat with people putting like you should have killed me when i had the chance charles <laughs> <laughs> this cat carrier won't contain me forever <laughs> Like, if you haven't seen the trailer, go watch it because, boy, is it weird. Yeah. Like, you want to talk about, like, some Uncanny Valley unsettling things. Yeah. It's this. Oh, no. My favorite thing was when we're on vacation, we're watching today's show, and Al Roker was just dying. <laughs> <laughs> just making, just ripping it. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> like, the... The Broadway show was already kind of weird with their costumes. Mm-hmm. It always was for the like decades. The whole thing is weird. It's a really weird like, show. I, do you know the plot of it? They're like picking a cat to to uh, like go up in that tire into space. <laughs> go go to heaven. It's yeah. a de- it's about a death cult. Yeah, it's a cat death cult. Yeah, uh, they're based on poems, I guess. T.S. Eliot poems. Very. Yeah. 
and they all, very not so and much. And they all have the most incredibly stupid names you've oh, ever heard. Yeah. Quick name them. Uh, like uh, my favorite was it Rum Tum Tugger is one. Uh, Mr. Mistopheles is one. Mm-hmm. A uh, Bramble Pelt. No, that's <laughs> that's a warrior cat. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, this is bad. It's, I mean, the cast is pretty good. I mean, yeah, they got lots of like big names and stuff. Oh, yeah. In it, but there's a T Swift cat. There's a T Swift cat. There's a, oh, what's her name from American Idol? Uh, uh, J Hud's cat. J Hud's cat. <laughs> the only cat that actually doesn't look like Nightmare is Judy Dench. Isn't there one of them that wears a hat? That you know? is Idris Elba. Slinking around like when he a has weird... the hat on, it's not as bad. Yeah, James, James Cordray cat... <laughs> looks awful. Judy Dench, I'm just a mad. I'm like, like, wait a minute, she played a cat before. She was McGonagall. That's not. Oh, that's not. That's not Judy Dench. I'm. Like, oh man, I messed that. That's a different older British lady. Yeah, that's Maggie Smith, dude. You're thinking. Of. Don't oh be, yeah. Don't be racist. Come on. <laughs> old lady. Do you, do you think old? Do you think all old British ladies look <laughs> the same, Josh? I mean, have you seen the Queen? <laughs> no, Josh. That's Glenn Close. <laughs> She, she's she British? British? She's not even British. Not, not the boo box. Oh, gosh. She's not British, is she? <laughs> no. no. I don't know. I was just thinking about Corella DeVille, who's also not British. No. <laughs> okay, so... Okay, we're, lo- we're, losing, we're losing the thread on this one. So uh, let's go ahead and take a break here, and when we come back, we'll get into a whole bunch more news. Do you think the cat in the hat will be in the after credits of Cats? <laughs> Absolutely. Meow. Nerd Overload is a show produced under the umbrella of a nonprofit organization, Marion Community Radio WZMO. To help with our fundraising, we have become a member of Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon exists because when creators are paid, they can create more amazing things. Things that inspire us, teach us, challenge us, things that make us laugh. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it really easy for creators to get paid. We're using the idea of patronage, which is actually a really old idea. Exactly, Jack. If it weren't for patrons, we wouldn't have Romeo and Juliet or Mona Lisa, Mozart, Shakespeare, Da Vinci. They all had patrons. What can I do to help Nerd Overload? Patrons set a monthly subscription-style payment for the level of membership they want. Where do I go? Thousands of creators and creative teams are using Patreon to run their business their way. So if you're a professional creator, start a page and give your fans the opportunity to become patrons. Patreon.com slash nerd overload now.
Hey, we're back. That was a cover of Cat Scratch Fever by Motorhead because this is a Ted Nugent free zone. Yes. <laughs> All right, so hey, we can't waste a whole bunch of time, so let's get into some more news. Before we do the Marvel stuff, let's talk about some video games. There's some video game news. Uh, Mr. Itoy, how do you pronounce his first name? Shigesato. Shigesato Itoy, the creator of the Mother slash Earthbound franchise, has reiterated in an interview that he's cool with a Mother 4 as long as he doesn't have to be the one that makes it. <laughs> he doesn't have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. He's open to the idea of other people making a Mother game mm-hmm. or Earthbound game. Yeah. So um, for the folks who don't know, Mother or Earthbound, as it's known here in America, is a pretty great like classic uh, JRPG, but it's like based on like a weird like stylized version of what Japan thinks America is like, kind of, yeah. sort of. It's very quirky. That's probably the best way to describe it is quirky. Like instead of swords and stuff, you have like baseball bats and yo-yos, but also psychic powers. Yeah, it's it's one of my most favorite games it's, ever made. It's pretty great. It uh, it's, plays like Dragon Quest, mm-hmm. but is very much its own thing. And it has a very unique looking look to it, yeah. I think. We still don't have a Earthbound 3 in America. We don't have yeah. a, a port of Mother 3, yeah. But this is kind of a double-edged sword kind of thing because we were talking before the show, more of Earthbound is great, but a lot of its charm is Itoy's writing. Yeah, it come, it came straight out of him. Like, every dialogue in the game was dictated by him to someone putting it into the game. Yeah. So it is very much his voice, and it would be bizarre to see see it anywhere I just else. don't think it would capture the magic that those first couple three games yeah yeah but if they were to do another one and if they were to find someone with a similar enough writing style i'm sure it would be fine it'd be enjoyable that's why undertale is obviously very inspired by it Incredibly. but it is also toby's very unique only his voice coming out yes. of undertale and yep. that's why it works so well right right but yeah i mean i'm i'm down for it i just think that it would be tough to match and yeah it'll it'd be, style. A, it'd be a tough job for whoever picks up the mantle on that one too. right if he, anyone picks up the mantle yeah. for it yeah but like josh you mentioned with uh mother three if they were to do a fourth one that would highly like increase the likelihood of the third one the third ever one coming being, out yeah. being brought to america so in Which, that sense it's 30th it. anniversary. The 30th anniversary of the franchise is coming up here in a couple weeks. So, so I mean, if there was any knows. time Nintendo wanted to announce Mother 3 getting released, you know, it'd be a good time. That would be pretty great. <laughs> uh, all right. So the last bit of news is a Death Stranding thing. Which we've talked about this before, too. Mm-hmm. It's Hideo Kojima, creator of Metal Gear's next game that's weird. It's weird. Super weird. Yep, it's the with, first game to come out of his his own company. Yeah, right. he, he's had no one tell him no on this one. <laughs> and it shows? Yeah. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm down for like this. Like, at this point, I just want to play it because I'm curious yeah. on how weird it's going to be. Oh, get. yeah. This sure. is a day one buy for me, Abs- for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. But the uh, he, he ran a panel at Comic-Con this year. And, uh, I mean, the main thing was he showed off the cover of the box. And it's, it's just Norman Reedus. On in the a, cover, in a, in is he space. wearing is he wearing clothes? He is wearing clothes. <laughs> but uh, the other thing was okay. So there are a trio of characters that have like almost no background so far. That Kojima <laughs> and here come their real names. Here come their real actual <laughs> names. The names of characters that are in an actual AAA <laughs> video game. You have Heartman, Dead Man, and Die Hard Man. <laughs> 
I think I think DC wants to have a talk with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's either Dead Man or Death Man, I think. Yeah. I think it's well, Dead Man. Metal Gear had a guy named Hot Coldman. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, so he was he was asked a little bit about that. He gave away this little bit of news about the character Heartman. Apparently, his whole character arc is every 21 minutes, Heartman's heart stops. While he's dead, he searches for his dead friends and families as a ghost. And then he comes back to life. And while he's killing time before dying again, he likes to like listen to music and watch short films. <laughs> Not long films, though. No, I mean, can you believe, can you imagine trying to watch like the Lord of the Rings extended cut in 20, 21 <laughs> oh, minute chunks? Dang it. So, somebody pause it. <laughs> he has but Netflix. Like, Are you still watching? But like, this is such an out there concept for a game that has like a very nebulous at best plot but it's i hope it's, he does the fred sanford like heart attack bit every time i'm coming does, elizabeth i'm coming elizabeth <laughs> but like i just literally he's gonna go look for his wife yeah yeah like this is both the weirdest thing and the most kojima thing oh, i've yeah. heard and it i am so curious what die hard man's yeah thing is now does he just love die hard <laughs> He's he very- watches it, and then every time it's over, he dies. <laughs> he doesn't wear shoes. Yeah, and walks on glass. Everywhere he goes, there's glass. Yes, that's it. <laughs> and it's Christmas. Yeah. Perpetually stuck in a ventilation shaft. <laughs> He's just walking around the wasteland, like, stuck in a, like, a section in of a, ventilation. A, yes, that's it. <laughs> so, Death Stranding, yeah, it continues to be weird. It's, oh, man, it's going to be so weird. Yeah. All right, so... Now is the time for the Marvel news because that is the the big stuff. We've been saving it there for There is the, so much. There's so much Man, we've been saving did all at once. Nothing last year, I guess, because they were saving it all for this year. They really were. So we have the list of movie news. So we're gonna start with Black Widow. There's a Black Widow movie coming. They've been working on it. Uh, they did a lot of announcements for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically announced there was a short kind of a proof of concept. It's not like a full trailer or a teaser or anything, but like just some action scenes or whatever. Yeah. They showed off a couple of the villains. Uh, Rachel Weiss, who most folks would know from being an excellent actress and also in The Mummy. Uh, is... That's where she's from. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She played the yeah, the yeah. the main lady. Evie. She played Evie. Yeah. yeah. Eve. Yep. But she is Iron Maiden. This is this movie is going to be definitely like a, a grounded like spy thriller kind of thing. Also, it's going to be like a prequel. A to everything. Well, not really a prequel to everything, from what I understand. It takes place after the first Avengers movie. Oh. Or it she's... takes place... No, it takes place after uh, Age of Ultron, where she goes and cl- goes back to Budapest to oh. clear up her ledger, because that is something she keeps talking about in all those movies. That's I forgot true. all about yeah. that. It's like, yeah. So it's not like all the way back in time kind of thing, but it's like... It's back when she's still doing shieldy spy work. Right. But it, Rachel Weisz is playing... Uh, Iron Maiden, who's a character I don't really don't know a whole she lot about. She was a she was part of the 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 program that Black Widow was a part of in Russia. Gotcha, like she Project loves Red to or something. Run to the hills, run for your life. <laughs> and the other villain, I'm so excited about this. The other villain for the movie, Taskmaster, which is that is exciting. Okay, yeah. so Taskmaster is a guy who is has he a, is he a mutant? He's not a mutant. He just has. Uh, something called photographic reflexes. Right, right. So he's not super strong. He's not super quick. He has like peak human, like human physical stuff. But anything he sees, any movement he sees once, 
he could automatically mimic. So like he can't like he doesn't have Spider Spider Man's agility, but he could like he see could- Spider Man swing once and can mimic swinging on webs. He can throw Cap shield like Cap. He doesn't have the force behind it like Cap, but he can throw or- it like Cap. He can do trick arrow shots like. Uh, Hawkeye, Hawkeye, because he can. If that's his whole deal, he sits and watches watches like videos and videos of like you know replays and things. And his whole deal is he's not out for like stealing. He doesn't want to control the world. He doesn't want to like rob a bank. What he does is he sets up mobile henchmen training facilities and uses his abilities to train henchmen for like a Hydra and stuff for a fame stuff and like that. aim and stuff like that. Yeah, he's yeah. Not necessarily a villain but he's not necessarily a good guy he has lately been written more as like a begrudging anti-hero or like like just on the other side of like the villain side of being an anti-hero kind of kind of like an anti-villain maybe i guess well kind of like how you have like the line of like deadpool or punisher he's like on the other side of that line i would say yeah he he yeah probably just a step further from Punisher, I guess. Kind of like how like Venom kind of toes the line from side to side. Also, they actually gave him a little bit of pathos in a recent book. He was talking to his daughter, who he uh, connected with, and said that, uh, so I have all of this. I can remember things, you know, movements forever, but my short-term memory is completely shot because every time I learn something new, it replaces some, something. something has to get pushed out, so my short-term is just totally trash. But anyway... That's Black Widow. I mean, he's a really cool... Didn't you say they, they were going to have a Soviet Captain America? Um, yes, uh, David Harbour from Stranger Things. Yeah, oh, he's, yeah, 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 he's, he's going to play... He's going to be Red Guardian. Yeah, who the, is the, Russian, Russian, the Russian Captain America. Russian Captain America. And he's kinda. always good, except for in Hellboy, Hellboy apparently. That is the one problem. <laughs> like, I want to yeah. see the rest of the Winter Guard. Like, oh, I do too. Like Ursa. Dark and, Star. Dark Star. What's that one Void, void Lady? Um... Void Lady, that's her name. No, it, but basically her power is like little miniature, like black hole kind of thing. Dark Star, is that Dark Star? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was that that character was also in The Incredibles too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forget what her name was. Okay, so next up, TV shows. We're going to talk about some of the Disney Plus pseudo TV shows, <laughs> really high end L- production, high end production limited series starring those actors from the movies. First yes. up, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It is a buddy cop show. Starring Falcon, who is having a hard time settling into his role as Captain America. He's getting a new suit. He is Falcon Cap in this. Yes. And and Winter Soldier, solving crimes. Sounds good. Sign me up. And the return of Baron Zemo, yeah. who was in... He was in, in Civil of, War. That's right. He was in Civil War. He was the guy that was like... He set the whole thing off. Manipulating yes. everything. Was he, in, was he in that or was he in... Uh, yeah, it was. It, it was, was Civil War. Wasn't he the guy that had Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver locked up? No, 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 that was a that's, Hydra dude. That was Baron Strucker. Oh, yeah, Baron, that, that was okay. Strucker. Yeah, no, this is the one that was like his family died in Sarkovia in yep. Age of Ultron, oh, and okay. like woke up the Winter Soldier to mess with Cap. But yes, well, to mess with Cap and Iron and Man. Iron Man. But he's back in this, and he is closer to his comic appearance. His comic appearance, he had like a weird, like purple, like ski, ski mask. mask, basically, be, like, and, like, a, and a fur lined coat. Yep. And he looks just like it. It's he perfect. was a, he in the comics though. He was a Hydra character, I think. Though he was, he was also Citizen V in the Thunderbolts, where right. he disguised himself as a hero, and a bunch of villains disguise themselves as heroes <laughs> to infiltrate like the hero community and then try to take it down from the inside. And oh yeah, like, back during the uh, back during the Fifty States Initiative, following the original Civil War. 
Right. And they're like, Thunderbolts are go, right? That, that's right. That, well, they that were, thing? They were led by Thunderbolt Ross, the Red Thunderbolt Hulk. 1 right. through 5. Yes. <laughs> okay, next up, The Eternals, a movie that I don't care too much about. Is it a movie or is it a series? It is it's a movie. movie. Yep, they're doing a movie. So The Eternals are, think of the Asgard scenes from the, th- the first two Thor movies, but all on Saturn. And okay. they're all offshoots of the same titans that thanos is they don't all look like thanos they all look different but they're all titans. but they're all titans they're all basically thanos level people because thanos was the mad titan yeah so this is which they never really got into into the movies and stuff yeah they don't i don't care about the eternals but this cast was lady was lady death a eternal or nope. just death no she was just she death was, she was just death but like I can't even tell you like Icarus, I think is a character from mm. is like the lead character from the Eternals. And I don't, I don't care about this, but Selma Hayek's going to be in this movie. Angelina, Angelina Jolie is going to be in this movie. Kumail Nanjiani is going to be in this movie. Yeah. That's the, reason enough to the cast is off the chain, off the proverbial chain. <laughs> yeah. But if any of, if any of these phase four movies are going to fail, this is the one that's going to fail. But then again, everyone said that about the first guardians movie. No one knew who the guardians were. And yeah. now they're like one of the most popular I have a, series. I, I have a slight knowledge of the characters, but I don't care. I've never cared. It's Jack Kirby being told, okay, do whatever. True. And this is the weird thing mm-hmm. that he came up with. That yeah, wasn't yeah. like Doctor Strange stuff. Yeah. Jack Kirby wasn't Doctor Strange. The art. Like no. The art. No. I thought no. he did. I thought he did no, do it's art. it's a different guy. Ditko. I don't remember who. Yeah. Oh, Steve yeah. Ditko. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Okay, next up. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I remember you saying a long time ago that you wanted something like either a Netflix series or something with this character. Shang-Chi, the master of Kung Fu is an awesome character. And I'm, this is pretty, pretty amazing. It is the first Marvel movie starring uh, an Asian American actor and is 95%. It's, it's the black Panther for the Asian community. Essentially the actor who they have cast as Shang-Chi, I believe his name is, I'm looking at, up. It's like Simu something. Simu, yeah. But he literally just tweeted one time, hey, Marvel, get at me, hashtag Shang-Chi. Yeah. And they did, and now he's Shang-Chi, <laughs> yeah. which and is awesome. And the fact that they make a talk of the Ten Rings means are we going to get a like a legit Mandarin now? Uh, Simu Lao is, is the guy playing Shang-Chi, and yes, we are getting the actual Mandarin not Sir Ben Kingsley from Iron Man 3, not the guy from Iron Man 1. Well, I guess he's dead. But this guy, it's Tony Lung, who has been in, uh, was he in the raid? I think he was in the raid. Mm. The, the Kung Fu movie where it was, oh, they yeah. went through, it was, it was basically the Judge the Dread movie, but Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, this looks really awesome. I can't wait to see what happens with Ooh, this. If we're bringing in the Mandarin and some of the cool stuff, like the cool, weird martial arts stuff from Marvel, mm-hmm. does that mean that we might get a reference to Fing Fang Foom? Ah, that would be nice. That would be awesome. I honestly think that Fing Fang Foom is more likely to show up in one of the other things that is announced here, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Moving on, WandaVision, another of the series. Disney Plus series yes. starring Scarlet Witch and The Vision. This one looks weird. It is a, a couple of screenshots that were posted with it. Um, looks like it's set in the 50s. Which is strange. Which is strange. Uh, it deals more with Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, 
learning more about her powers and finding out she's not just like a weird red telekinetic. It's more like actual magic magic and reality altering stuff, which is close to her comic incarnation. So I'm guessing she has made like a pocket universe where she and the Vision live in like a leave it to beaver style. Yeah, like idyllic, like family. And then weird stuff happens. I mean, that was some of the stuff I liked from Infinity War was like Vision wearing clothes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, of of all the characters from the recent Avengers movies, I've wanted more of Wanda. I Wanda, think. I and, could and care. I, I want more Vision. I couldn't care less about the Vision, to be I th- honest. I think now that <laughs> I, like, I like Paul Bettany. I think from Infinity War when he was given a little more personality. Yes, that's when I started caring that's about true. the Vision. And I think we're gonna and we're getting Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany with this. The other addition to this show is Monica Rambeau. That name might sound familiar if you watched Captain Marvel. Her best friend was Marsha Rambeau. She had a little daughter. Yeah. Her daughter, Monica, from the 90s, now grown up into her like mid-20s, early 30s, could pos- we could possibly see Photon. Yeah. Because she is a character and a hero in her own right with like in the light, comics. With yeah. light-based powers. Yes. So we could see, and that means this ties directly into Captain Marvel. I mean, everything has got to tie into everything. And it's Marvel. this also ties into, uh, it's not next on the list, but I want to talk about it. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I am so excited about oh, this. I'm, it's stupid. You, everybody knows Doctor Strange is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for a Doctor Strange movie that is more than just good. Scott <laughs> Derrickson has said that this is the first Marvel MCU movie that is a straight up horror movie. And that also mm-hmm. makes me stoked because I like horror movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I want some like Lovecraftian con- Cthulhu, like just straight up madness. Oh yeah, yeah. with this that is, name, this is where Fin Fang Foom could fit in. This is where, um, okay, you know, you guys have played Marvel versus Capcom, like the old fighting games. Yes, right. Do you remember that one character, Shogoth, the the eye with like the squiggly yeah. lines that looks like a beholder? That's that I could mean, pop up. That as is a thing. that is almost a straight rip from a Cthulhu character. It is. Yeah, yeah. gonna take you for a ride. But yeah, so that'll be that'll be amazing. And one division ties into uh, Doctor Strange. That could she, with the reality sp- thing. Yeah, uh, Scarlet Witch is a character is going to be a, a supporting character in the Doctor Strange movie. So hmm. there we go. Are they gonna work Doctor Strange's? female lead is it clea clea yeah. are they gonna work her into this uh, probably at I, some w- point. I would hope so i would hope so too yeah that would be cool okay uh more so much news and not a lot of time next up the loki series tom edelstein's yep. back and yep. it's set immediately post the first avengers because in endgame he gets the tesseract the tesseract and alters the timeline by disappearing when he shouldn't have yep. and this is so this is unrepentant non heel turn from Thor three straight up bad guy, Loki bopping around. I mean, he kind of had a heel turn in Thor two, but this is before Thor two. I know. So like he is just straight up bad guy messing with the universe and I'm totally here for it. Yeah. The the logo for the show though, I thought was kind of interesting. It's, it's bad. (laughs) Well, it is bad, but it's all the, it's the different letters from all the Thor movie titles. Mm hmm. So I'm wondering if it's going to take place maybe during all the instances in which oh, Loki could be a thing. That could be. Green screen them into They're all just... the movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the Thor movies. Oh, I'm into it. Yeah, in the put background. it in the background. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, yep, yep. from what I read, it's supposed to take place during Endgame. D- yeah, all over the place. Yeah, yep. so it's going to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
Next up is an animated series, but this ties, but it actually does. Oh, is it animated? It's animated, but it ties in directly, so it actually does count. It is a series called What If. What If was a comic series, a number of comic series from Marvel that were like alternate takes. Like, what if, what <laughs> if Captain America continued to wield Mjolnir after Endgame? Or what if Tony Stark died Had a in... bunion on his foot that hurt real bad. Yeah, what, what if his... Yeah, stuff like, but you know what? It's well, stuff there, like that. There were some I remember. Like, there was a legit one from back in the day where uh, what if Spider-Man was a member of the Fantastic Four? Yeah. Which eventually did happen in the, in actual, the actual comics. comics. But yeah. uh, there was that one. I saw one. I don't know how real it is, but it always cracks me up every time I see it. But it's what if Professor Xavier was the ghost writer? Yeah, that was one. There's was that one, a real one? That, that was a real one. There's with one. His flaming wheelchair. Uh huh. With his flaming wheelchair. Oh yeah. So it, it gave Marvel an excuse to do either weird stories or funny stories or this that or the other. It there, was there kind was, of their. It was their answer to DC's Elseworld. Yeah, there was one issue back in the early '90s where Carnage, for like two panels, had attached himself to the Silver Surfer before the a Power Cosmic blasted him apart. Yeah. Uh, there was a What If series that I owned as a kid that was What If Carnage maintained control of the control silver of the silver surfer so you had like giant cosmic carnage flying around on a Sur- weird red surfboard yeah and yeah so it's stuff like that it's it's a chance to tell weird stories and <laughs> uh the only actor and like they're getting actors from the movies to voice their character oh, animated cool. counterparts so yeah so it fits i mean i it guess technically fits. i never thought of it but doing that line of storytelling and everything it would make sense to make it animated because it would be cheaper than doing that than making a billion different costumes and a billion different sets <laughs> yep. yep 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 which i never understood how some live action shows pulled that kind of stuff mm-hmm. like uh like highlander and things like that yeah like where did you get the money for that yeah, yeah. it's not worth spending all that money for what if spider-man had phantom limb syndrome <laughs> right <laughs> yeah what if spider-man was an actual sp- had spider powers closer to an actual spider his web came out of his butt yeah there we go the end. <laughs> what if spider-man had a brother but he got turned to stone and was in his closet all the time stuff like that <laughs> right whatever anyway next up i don't know yeah it's all sorts of stuff yeah we're getting we're getting loopy i can tell it's, it's we're recording late at night this week guys it's 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 getting weird up in here next up hawkeye everybody knows my opinion of hawkeye he slash sucks. jeremy runner i don't care he but sucks. But there are two bits of news. This is a t- this is another Netflix series or not Netflix uh, Disney, Disney Plus series. The two things that I'm excited for this one, the logo that they showed for the series is the, the Matt, Matt Fraction, Fraction run yeah. because that is an actual good comic series about basically what if um I'm not he's not MacGyver but what is the uh, what is the TV detective that was like schlubby and down on his luck all the time. Anyway, it is Hawkeye as, living in New York as a schlubby guy who's like, I'm just the guy with arrows, and he gets beat up a lot, but he gets the job done. Is this the one where they, they talk about how the fact that he is partially deaf? Yes. All right. The other thing they mention is he is training Kate Bishop, who is the second Hawkeye. Yes. And she is infinitely a better character. And not Jeremy Renner. And not Jeremy Renner, who I have very strong opinions on, <laughs> yeah. but whatever I'm excited. For, I'm Columbo. excited for this. Columbo. Columbo. Yeah. That's it. It's what if Hawkeye was Columbo, basically. What did Kate Leth tweet about the Hawkeye show? Something like she hopes that he falls in a hole and comes out, and he now he's Ar- Arnie Hammer. <laughs> you you <laughs> missed the good one. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go back. To, we're gonna do the good one last. Okay. Okay. So the biggest surprise. Uh, well, one of the biggest surprises. 
they announced a new Blade movie. That's I've never seen Blade, if you can believe that. First one's okay. The first one's okay. The second one's pretty good. Blade Trinity is not Ooh, is not good. That one but, is trash. But a lot of people consider Blade to actually be the forerunner of the resurgence of comic book movies because it came out before X-Men. And it kind of is. And it kind of is. kind of is. Uh, they're not getting Wesley Snipes back, probably for good reason. But uh, dude doesn't pay his taxes. Yeah, but <laughs> they cast. I mean, the casting for this is near perfect. It is. I'm going to mispronounce his name. Marshala Ali. Yep. Uh, folks might know him as uh, from the Luke Cage series as Cottonmouth, the yep. villain. Yep. Uh, people who know movies would probably know him from the Green, the Green Book. The the uh, I thought you were going to say the Green Mile. Not the Green Mile. No, <laughs> no, the Green Book. It was a based on true events about uh, set in like the uh, six, 50s and 60s. Uh, a black musician is being driven around by an ex mob. Viggo Mortensen was like his driver, and it was like you know two I've people never, from two different worlds. I've it's, never seen. It's it. fairly recent. It's very good. Hmm. Actually, worth checking out. But Ali is going to be playing Blade. Yeah, like he, it's kind of funny. Like he just kind of like they mentioned his name real quick, mm-hmm. and then like the crowd kind of sat there for a second, and then he put the hat on that said Blade on it. Yeah, and then everyone <laughs> just like lost their mind. It's a good logo, and and once and <laughs> I hope that a, a scene from one of the comics pops up in this. Like there's a, an Avengers comic where it's like uh, the Avengers are sitting around and they're like, okay, we have you know we're doing this over here, we're doing this over there, we're saving all these people. Before we go, is there any other you know big problems that we can do or fix or whatever. And it's blade sitting in the corner going, guys, there's so many vampires. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I get some help? There's, there's just so, so many, many vampires. vampires. <laughs> <laughs> but, they, uh, they need to be dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the last thing, and this is the biggest news. It was like a huge surprise. Huge, too. big, huge news. They're doing a, th- a fourth Thor movie. Thor four, the Thor fourth four. They call. They should have called it th- uh, f- four. Four. T- four. Thor. Thor. <laughs> but it's called Thor: Love and Thunder, being directed by Taika Waititi again, the guy who did Ragnarok. Thor three and Ra- Ragnarok and everything. <laughs> the man who can do no wrong. Yes. <laughs> the most interesting thing, the most important thing, is Natalie Portman is back as Jane Foster. She is also the new Thor. They are taking a page, well, a few books from a pretty newish, recent, fairly recent events in mm-hmm. the Marvel universe, <laughs> yes. which has thus been fixed because it's comics. But wow! Uh, but she takes up the mantle of Thor, of, and it is yeah. she is Thor, yeah, and becomes Thor, the god of thunder. In the comics, uh, the hammer decides that uh, Thor is unworthy, kind of. Well, it's, it's Nick Fury's fault, but well, anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could go. That's a whole nother anyway, time. That's another time. We don't have a whole, whole lot of time here, but I am excited for this. I think this is great. I can understand some people's trepidation. I mean, okay. So one, there are some people that are like, Oh, Thor can't be a woman. And that sucks. That's and that, a bad... that was the same thing that happened when the book came yeah, out. That's, that's, that's a bunch of bull crap. That, that's a stinky opinion. However, I can understand some people's trepidation. The people who only know the character from the movies, because Jane's character in Thor one and two are not, is not written. Well, they yeah. were not good. And there's a reason why Natalie Portman left. Well, one, because there was supposed to be a female director for Thor two and they uh, rolled it back. And made a bunch of changes to her character, and she got fed up and quit. But, yeah, Jane Foster's character in Thor 1 was boring. And 2, she was pretty much set dressing. She was literally asleep 
the she, majority of the for film. the majority of the film. Yeah, so she I, was so pretty can, much a pl- she was a plot device in, there so in that film. So I can understand why she would be why people would be concerned and go like, really, really, her? like the rest of development, yeah. the her, <laughs> like. Natalie Portman is great when she is when she wants when to she be wants to be when she cares. She's great when she's the Black Swan. Mm-hmm. Not so great when she's Jane Foster. Not so great when she's Padme Amidala. Yes. So, but I think seeing how well Ragnarok went and how great of a director Watiti is. I mean, Valkyrie was great. I would I would hope that she has at least a. a modicum of excitement for being in this role which means could be could be great mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in we for could it. get black swan natalie portman <laughs> yeah that would be that would be awesome also valkyrie uh tessa thompson uh pretty much announced Out, that outed valkyrie, outed valkyrie for real. <laughs> as the, so valkyrie is the first lgbt official lgbt superhero in the marvel universe She's Which bi, cool. everybody. Yeah, hooray! <laughs> uh, and the last thing I felt that more like that was more like of a duh moment. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. the last thing, and this is really kind of a cliff note. Um, they also mentioned, oh yeah, by the way, we're also working on Fantastic Four. Oh, did they say that? Uh, he, uh, Kevin Feige, made an offhand comment about it. We have we have big big plans for Avengers moving forward. We have big plans for Fantastic Four. And that was, it was almost like a buy, like a, like a, oh yeah, oh yeah, and by the way. Kind of like a blinking you miss it kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Here is my theory about all these movies as a whole. Phase four looks really good. They've gone and back, out there. And out there, there are a lot of origin stories in phase four and a lot of restructuring. And I have a feeling what that is, is they had an idea for phase four. And then all of a sudden, oh, oops, now we have the X-Men and Fantastic Four. Yeah. We need about three years to figure out what we're going to do because their entire game plan got shooken up. So this is kind of holding pattern until we get X-Men and Fantastic Four. Not saying that this is bad. Mm-hmm. I love I love every one of these projects. Even even Hawkeye, which I don't care about. But you like I the love. Matt Fraction run. I like the Matt Fraction run. But I, this is definitely feels like it's holding pattern until we go, okay, what can we do? Which we need some weird stuff because we've been running on re- regular for the past couple of years. It's starting to wear a little thin. They need to so, do something to, to revitalize the, the superhero yeah, genre. Yeah, so shaking and it up is definitely not a bad thing. Doing a, a, a kung fu movie. Well, doing a horror movie. Well, here's the thing that I've kind of noticed with the Marvel films, mm-hmm. like within each phase. First phase was pretty basic, pretty terrestrial outside of Thor. Yeah. Second the second phase was kind of like continuation, then throwing in a bunch of the cosmic stuff. Yeah. Then phase three was obviously even more of the cosmic, cosmic stuff. stuff. This is kind of getting back to the supernatural. Super. Stuff. Act, this is more supernatural bent, and I'm I'm totally for it. That kind of leads me, and this is the last thing because we are way over on time. But the last thing uh, I have is now I have a feeling phase five is going to introduce Fantastic Four. It's going to introduce the X Men, but more importantly, it's going to introduce Doctor Doom. And Doctor Doom from the movies looks like just a Iron Man ripoff, basically. In the comics, he's Iron Man, but also half Doctor Strange. He knows magic. Mm-hmm. I can see Doctor Doom becoming like the big bad of like the next big Avengers event. I mean, he's one of the biggest villains in the entire catalog. And a lot of Doctor Doom's big 
cosmic, big, magic-y magic storylines deal with alternate realities and changing reality to make himself super king. I mean, he he literally became a god in the comics and got bored with it. A couple times. Yeah. It's <laughs> happened multiple times. And then he came, when he came back to being a man, he was Iron Man for a minute. For a while. And that, that was a good book. Yeah. But I want Doctor Doom. I don't, I don't even care about the rest of the Fantastic Four stuff. Oh, I yeah. I don't care. Whatever. I mean, we have been false started twice on this now. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about those characters. Maybe the thing. Maybe Johnny Storm if they write if it. If right. anyone can do Fantastic Four and make it right, it's MCU. Yeah. I mean, get the Russo brothers on it or something, but. Something. Or get someone else on it, someone new and interesting. Yeah. And, and, but allow them to do whatever they want with it. Yeah. Anyway. We're over on time. we got to wrap up the show. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. Give us your casting ideas for Fantastic Four for the third time. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the third time? or the Yeah, third. Third, third okay. Yeah. For, uh, fourth or fifth movie? Third movie. Third. This would be... No, it, fourth movie. Fourth Mer- four four Fantastic Four four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I am one hundred percent counting the nineties one. The one that oh nip- the Roger Corman the Roger one. Roger Corman. Yeah, it's the best one. It's the best. It is it's the best. The and best most accurate. One. It is. It stupidly is. Yep. Anyway. 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 Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload TV. Yep. You can also find all of our back episodes on uh, places you can find podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. We have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash nerdoverload now. If you like the show and want to help support us, you can actually get the show a few days early uh, by going over and checking that out. And uh, we have t-shirts. You can go to our store page on our main website. Buy a shirt. They're pretty great. They cover you up. They're good. It's a good shirt. Good shirt. It's a good, good shirt, Brent. Anyway, thank you again for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Peace out. <laughs>